Hi, and welcome to Forest of the Future, the podcast series where we look into how innovation in FSC can help save our forests. Because we all know that forests play a key role in combating climate change and the biodiversity crisis that we're facing. In this series, we explore how innovation, especially within tech tools, but also more broadly, can help us protect our forests and support the mission of FSC, which is to ensure responsible management of our forests worldwide. In this episode, we return back to one of our most popular topics, the FSC blockchain. Once again, I asked our CIO, Michael Maroos, to join me online, and I can't wait to share the talk we had on FSC blockchain with you in this episode. We did a deep dive into the status of the project on where we are now, where the, when the beta starts, who gets to take part, and all of the other stuff that I know you're interested in. So let's dive into 40 minutes of blockchain. Hi, Michael, and uh, welcome back to the podcast. And we're going to talk about something quite exciting today, the blockchain project that we have at FSC. Thank you, Loa. Yes, I'm excited to talk to you about our blockchain beta platform, and that's it. So could we just start by recapping it a little bit? What is the FSC blockchain project? The FSC blockchain project is a project to look at what kinds of technologies can help us verify trade compliance of materials throughout supply chains. And so we do this in a variety of ways today with our investigations and something called transaction verification. But we're looking to also break free of just an investigative tool to look at a real-time compliance tool for looking at materials that pass through supply chains. But could we dive into that for a second? Because why is what we have today not enough? We have audits, we have transaction verification, like you say. Why do we need something else? Transaction verification is a tool that we use in our investigations. And that tool is something that allows us to look at problems that have been reported in the past. So we look at a fixed period of time in the past, a six-month period or a year, a, a specific supply chain. So that supply chain could be related to a specific species or product group or uh, country of origin. But it's always a backward-looking tool. It gives us data of what has transpired in the past. What is very clear is that having that kind of compliance information about the materials in more real time or at, a, at an appropriate time is not just looking at the past. So transaction verification has been a good tool to address problems that have already happened. But those problems have happened and many times damage has already been done. Those materials have already passed through a supply chain, even down to the consumers in some cases. So in order to deal with problems in supply chains and let the problems emerge in a timely manner, then we need a, a mechanism that can be scalable beyond a specific scope of a supply chain, a specific species, a specific time period in the past. We need something that is more able to tell what's happening right now in a supply chain. Mm -hmm. So part of it is about being able to capture basically any supply chain and not just the high-risk ones on a volunteer basis, I assume. But is part of it also an attempt to give something back to certificate holders? I mean, participating in transaction verification can sometimes be quite a frustrating task for certificate holders because it's a lot of work and what do they get in return? 
certificate holders are, I think, appreciative during our investigations that we're trying to look at problems. And especially one of the things that certified companies come back and tell us is, especially when we find problems, why couldn't you find those problems before? How could we better know about the materials all the way down to the source without compromising business privacy issues and, and these kind of things? Certified companies do want to know that the materials they're handling have been handled appropriately all the way down to the source. So, you know, what companies get out of transaction verification is something that says, this is what we know about what happened in the past. But companies also want to know something about those materials in real time. So if we can break free from a, an investigative type of tool, an investigative type of information, and make that something that companies can use to say, I want to look at the materials that I'm handling right now, the ones that are coming into my organization, the ones that have been handled potentially by two or three or more tiers of a supply chain, they want to know that now. So getting beyond transaction verification also lends itself to say, can we provide technology that will break free of just investigations and knowing something that happened in the past to getting towards something that can give answers on the spot? Mm -hmm. Could one imagine that we would also include other types of information? Because one thing is how much have I bought, how much have I sold, and having that verified, could we... Could you foresee a future where you would have other types of information on such a blockchain? Like legality information or species, product groups? I think first I would say that it, it needs to be clear that our blockchain beta product is something that we're going to pilot right now in mm -hmm. high-risk supply chains. Why? Because we know something already about those high-risk supply chains. But we'll test out the technology and also gather information on what kind of value can come back to certified companies by participating in a blockchain. So you can imagine that some of that value would be not only do the materials comply, but if you're connecting organizations throughout a supply chain in a secure way, then it lends itself to say what other kind of information can travel along the supply chain using this technology. So there, there is clearly potential in attaching documentation and proof of legality, for example, especially when you're trading across borders. There's a potential for attaching information on the ecosystem services that are associated with the source of your materials. So there's great potential to look beyond just the materials compliance aspect because you are connecting the supply chain in a way that's safe, secure, but also immutable or not changeable across the supply chain. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. So if we're looking into a future where you could pass on any kind of information on, on compliance, on legality, on product groups, does that mean that in the future you think that we could lose COC certification altogether and just have blockchain? I've been asked questions of this type many times by a variety of stakeholders. FSC certification is not just about the materials handling or the inputs or outputs controls. That definitely is a part of chain of custody. But our certification is much more than just that. It's also about the social aspects like health and safety of workers. This year, we have the ILO conventions coming out in our chain of custody certification. Those aspects of 
checking a company in, in their compliance, as well as with our policy for association, as well as with any disputes, all of these things are checked every time uh, a company is audited. So blockchain technology can help with compliance, help with understanding what happens day to day with handling materials. So it would be something that can complement and fortify aspects of chain of custody, but it's not going to replace chain of custody. Mm -hmm. It sounds like actually what you've been saying for quite a while in a lot of our interviews that we can have technology and we will have technology as part of certification, but it will not replace the current tools we have in place today in forms of audits and standards. Yeah, that's true. We've worked on quite a few important innovative technologies that can fortify and support auditing the assurance system, but also compliance. So, I mean, even our GIS portal and geospatial analysis, digital audit reporting, there are a variety of things that help the system use data and information in a timely way that supports certification and can make a difference in how to target exactly what to look for and, and actually know what's going on in a, a given company. So if we're moving back towards blockchain and being more specific here, this project has been underway for quite a while. We did a podcast episode on it six months ago, I think, which was one of our most popular episodes ever. And I get contacted a lot about what's the current status. Can you give us an insight? What's happened in the last six months? So in the last six months, we've built out a blockchain platform for compliance. It's what we call our beta platform. So we've gone through a stage where we built out the technology, tested that technology, but also what's important with blockchain is finding a way to construct it that's relative to the nature of what you're wanting to verify, as well as which types of entities will be participating in the blockchain. So certificate holders and Assurance Services International, FSC. Um, we've worked on that type of construction. We've also worked on and, and built out an encryption strategy that allows really solid security on top of this blockchain so that when data or, or transaction data is awaiting verification in our system, it is completely secured and cannot be tampered with. Can I, can I dive into something there? Because the security has been one of the things that people have been really questioning a lot about, or not the security in the blockchain, but in the past, there's been worries about attempts from FSC to create platforms where everyone's claims would be placed on one gathered platform. And what then happens if that platform gets hacked? And you're now talking about an encryption strategy. Could you just expand on that for a bit? This is what anyone implementing blockchain would have to deal with. You have to deal with the transport of data from one organization to the blockchain platform. In doing that, you want to make sure that you have encryption, that you have data that is waiting to be verified you want it to also be safe. So anyone implementing a blockchain would have to deal with this. We have a, an encryption strategy that allows us to encrypt all of that data in a way that each company has the keys to their own data and would be able to see that. We're using a cloud service. And this, this is not something that we would even have access to the database or the encryption key. So it's solid from several points of view in terms of using a cloud service that is really not FSC's technology infrastructure, but it also 
is our encryption strategy on top of that that allows for that information and that data to be safeguarded until it's verified on the blockchain. Who can actually see the information? Sounds like FSC cannot see the information. Well, the information, because of this consensus model, a company would see what it sees today. It would see its own information and the information that it claims with its trading partner. So it, it really doesn't reflect any difference in who can see what information as it is today. What's, I think, the value proposition of blockchain is that you can maintain that privacy and that construct of I can I can see what I'm trading with my trading partners, but you can also have other information that would be relevant to you that's connected to your trading partner. So many times companies don't have a, a view of what goes on beyond their trading partner. Well, blockchain offers the ability to allow, you know, allow good information about the materials compliance all the way down to the source without revealing trading partners information that are connected to that source. That means that I can see that the claim has been verified throughout the, the supply chain, but I cannot see who it actually passed through, or do I get visibility into who it passed through? Our beta platform allows a company to put in all of its inputs and outputs and also see which ones have been verified, potentially all of them being verified. But can I see the companies along the supply chain? No, you wouldn't be able to see the companies along the supply chain. I guess another future potential is how companies may want to share their data with companies along the supply chain, but that's not in the scope of what we're doing. And no, you wouldn't be able to see all the companies along the supply chain. Mm -hmm. You would be able so, to see if those materials have been accounted for. So the level of information is the same as what I get today. And the level of information that FSC gets is the same as it is today. It's just that it's been verified much more strongly than is the case today. That's correct, because the technology allows all of these companies to participate in the blockchain without having to reveal potentially business sensitive information. So what blockchain offers trading partners to be connected across an entire supply chain, but they don't need to know who the actors are. They need to know that the materials have been accounted for in the appropriate way. So this sounds really different from what I think a lot of, when a lot of people think about blockchain, they think about Bitcoin, they think about a lot of openness, they think about being able to track exactly who did what, when, and this sounds very different to that. What we're talking about is a blockchain that's very different than what you find with cryptocurrencies. Those are called public blockchain ledgers. What we're talking about is a consortium or something that has permission. It's a private blockchain. So that private blockchain means that it can be restricted to those who would have access. So it would be governed by the fact that companies are certified, they would be allowed to, to participate in the blockchain. So it's very different than a public blockchain. So like you said, we've done a lot of work over the last six months, and I think it's really no secret that a lot of different service providers have contacted us to be part of the project, either as solution providers or part of coalitions. And where did where did we end up? Did Is this something that we and FSC is developing on our own or are we getting help from outside? How are we building this thing? Prior to building our platform, we did a landscape review of blockchain. You find blockchain being used today in agriculture and in, in certain supply chains that are similar to wood supply chains. So we 
looked at the potential of using something that was already built and already working. But wood supply chains are very different than some of those that we looked at. And we came to the conclusion that a cloud infrastructure that FSC would build out would be our best bet at this stage. So many of those companies that have contacted us, there's great potential in what they're doing. There's also great potential in linking across different types of blockchain, ecosystem of blockchains. That's what's currently emerging. But our focus is to really hit some of the problems that we've learned from our investigations. When materials are coming into the system that are not compliant with our standards, then we need to be able to know that. And so do certified companies. They need to know it. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that we are building it on our own or are we getting help? Like I said, we've chosen a cloud service. This is the Microsoft Azure cloud. We have our Microsoft partners that are helping us build out the platform and have built the, the beta platform to specification. We've gotten inputs from those that work in transaction verification today because it's so similar to the investigative tool that we mentioned before. So ASI has also given inputs, but you know we're building this out using our technology partners that can help us with these new cloud services. How far from live are we actually? So just now in April, we will begin a pilot program for those high risk supply chains that I mentioned before. So we're releasing this beta product in our pilot program to both gauge the technology that we've built. We've tested the technology in terms of data and scalability and core value of verifying what kind of transaction information is most valuable, meaning I have my trading partners, I can see how much has been verified and how much hasn't. I can look at it in a variety of ways. But we're we're going out with this pilot program to also verify some of the mechanisms that we've put in place to help organizations be a part of a blockchain. So we have different ways that, that companies can put their information into our blockchain, and those would be through a web interface or even a spreadsheet bulk uploading tool. But we also have what's called an API. So an API is a, a programmatic or systematic way of taking information from your own information systems and contributing that systematically to our blockchain. So we have three different ways that companies would be able to participate in contributing their materials records to the FSC blockchain, but also we want to look at some of the analytics that we've already put in place that we find that companies are asking for. So we're focusing on high-risk supply chains. How would I know as a certificate holder whether I'm part of one of those high-risk supply chains and whether I'll be invited in? So we will contact a select group of certified organizations that we know about from our investigations, and we will contact them in uh, the next few weeks to start coming on board. And what I mean by coming on board is one other part of this pilot program is understanding how well an organization can meet the basic criteria of data standardization. So what I mean by that is Certified companies already have to, to maintain a record of all of their inputs and outputs, and that record has to be up to date. It's called their materials accounting record. 
So they already have information on their inputs and outputs. What we would like to, to do here is to tap into that materials accounting record. What is required, however, is a bit of data standardization so that verification can be handled. Types of standardization would be clearly using the right type of certificate codes and license codes for your trading partners, but also things like our product group vocabulary as well as species vocabulary will be important. Also units of measure, for example, getting the right units of measure to record into the blockchain will be important. Mm -hmm. Is that difficult for companies to comply with, do you think? Well, our knowledge from transaction verification tells us that companies can readily have the information available. What we also learned, though, from transaction verification is that administratively, we find that many times you have to go back to the companies to say you, you need to clean up your data or standardize it so that it can be matched against what your trading partners are claiming. So. We know that, that companies are managing this kind of information. I think that standardization will help not only to be a part of the blockchain, but also to just keep your records really in, in shape. So I don't think it's going to be a, a huge uh, obstacle to overcome. But, you know, we already have know a little bit about this because of transaction verification and what's reported to ASI when those exercises are carried out. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it sounds like we're going to invite the people in that we have room for right now. Two follow-up questions on that from my end. Do you have any idea, like, how many companies are we talking about here that we're inviting in now? And if I'm not one of those companies and I actually really want to test it out, I want to be part of the beta, is there anything I can do to get a seat? Our pilot program will run from now until the end of October in 2021, there will be only a select control group of certified organizations. And the reason for that is we also want to maintain direct contact with those companies so that we can help them directly on the first steps like standardization of your materials accounting. What does that mean? How can you standardize? So we want to help them understand exactly how to do that. We have some tools that can help them do that. And so it's important to maintain this select control group. However, we know that companies are eager to, to participate in such a, a program. So we'll put out a form where companies can express interest or provide feedback on blockchain, and that will be available on fsc.org in our blockchain section. Mm -hmm. This actually makes me think, normally when I think about FSC platforms rolling out, we would just take something, develop it, put it out there. Are we implementing a new strategy here with really making sure that we pilot and we test before we make it widely available? The point of a pilot is to not only verify the technology, it's really to demonstrate why this type of technology can facilitate compliance ver verification, but do it in a way that is scalable. What we'd like to do here is look at how this can scale and what kind of value it can bring back to certified organizations. So certified organizations today, they can look at their suppliers. They know that they've uh, met our certification requirements and have been audited. What they don't know is what potential problems have happened throughout the supply chain with those materials. So the pilot program should offer a space to say, can we simplify and plug into our materials accounting that we already have because it's part of certification, but what value can we get back from that? So we will also 
take in information from those companies that will be a part of the pilot program to understand what's really indispensable for them as organizations in putting their information in, what do they want to get out of it? Mm, it sounds like we're also really diving deep into user-friendliness here. Technology always needs to be user-friendly. You have to always think about the people that are involved. The people mm. involved mean they need to be able to understand how to use it to even get value back from the system. And you don't just do things to go through the hoops. You want to get something back from it. So it's important that we do these pilots and really shape this so that it can be of the highest value possible. And I'm assuming that this particular piece of making it user-friendly, it can't have been easy because you're building a blockchain for thousands of companies that are in different IT setups. They have different wishes. They have different requirements. They have different capabilities uh, in terms of IT. What's been the biggest challenge in the project so far? I think that the biggest challenge isn't really just the technology itself. I think we know quite a bit about technology and materials data. And this is really, again, through our experience with transaction verification. What I think the, the biggest challenge has been is to, to change our mindset as stakeholders in FSC, really getting beyond the mindset of just an investigative tool or an investigative way of looking at data and getting to something that really gives feedback immediately about the compliance of the material. What did you do to overcome it? Haven't you been able to? I think to overcome something like that, it's really just continuing to instill what this technology offers. You mentioned before, can we think about what can happen beyond what we're doing today? Today, this beta platform is about really getting the materials compliance all the way down to the source solid. But, you know, you can dream about what is the potential if we're doing it at that level, what could we build on top of that? What we need to do is really recognize that there's a lot of potential, but if we can get this right, then we can realize other potential value out of the blockchain, but we need to do it in steps. Mm -hmm. What happens after October? So after October, we'll clearly review and assess how the pilots went, how companies were able to standardize their materials accounting and participate, get feedback on what the platform does in terms of giving something back to companies. I mean, companies today with our beta platform will be able to see what's been verified. They can slice and dice that in terms of getting a bit of analytics out of that. But I think that there's potential to, to look at, all right, what other things do companies find indispensable or valuable in such a platform? So after October, we'll do this assessment and also determine, all right, so based on those potential propositions that come from our assessment of the pilots, how could we round out the development and improve the platform and even scale it to a wider availability with certified companies? Does it go to more high-risk areas? Can we expand beyond that? Can we also address what companies are, are asking for that maybe don't fit just the high-risk profile? So you're not imagining an immediate future where this is widely available for all certificate holders? It clearly will be something to, to consider. How can this be widely available for certified companies? There should be clarity after our pilot to be able to assess exactly how to expand this. 
Mm-hmm. And your doubt in whether or not it can be expanded, is that based in a normative setting, like in the standards, or is that based in just the scalability of it? Or I, I don't really have doubt that it can be. It's just finding what is the pathway. One thing that you said, I mean, I've also been asked the question, do we need to change our standards because of, of technologies like this? I think that the only real potential change that I can see today would be specifying how to standardize your materials accounting so that it would be viable to to be a part of an FSC blockchain. But I I don't really have doubt that this is scalable. I know that the technology can scale. I, I don't have doubts. I just want to also be able to get the feedback from stakeholders so that we can, you know, determine that pathway together. Mm-hmm. So if we look at this question from the other way around, instead of saying, when can I get access and say, what if I'm a certificate holder out there and I actually don't want access, I don't want to be part of this, it doesn't fit how I function as a company, will it then be mandatory for me to take part, do you think? I think what's important to understand is that FSC must be able to to check compliance. One thing that may not always be clear is that companies use our trademark license every time they trade materials. It's not only when they put a label on a product, it's also that trade documentation carries the FSC claims, but also via the the trademark license. So we have to be able to check compliance with that. I, I will say this, with transaction verification, the majority have always been able to provide the data without issues. When companies do have issues, we'll work with them to try to work out what the issues really are. But again, if companies are are adhering to our standards, they already have this input and output data that would be required to be a part of the blockchain. So it shouldn't be a, a great obstacle to overcome for companies to be a part of it. No, but there might be something in terms of just a basic fear of putting things in a cloud. Our pilots should also be able to demonstrate to companies that this is something that they can trust. We want to to let emerge, what does it mean that you have the keys to your own data? It means that you can trust putting your data into a platform. You can trust that it will be verified against what others are claiming. But you can also trust that you're the ones with the keys to your critical data. Mm-hmm. What if I'm a certificate holder out there and I know that there's a large group of them that are building their own blockchains or part of other blockchain pilots or just have something that they're working on themselves? Would they need to run two blockchains or can they interact with what we're doing? It's a good question. I um, We've seen several examples of certified companies, FSC certified companies, either looking at blockchain or even testing out blockchain for their own supply chains. I think that what's important is any kind of technology that's built should be built with interoperability and the ability for opening up to other ways to being a part of the blockchain that doesn't really burden companies with being a part of one or more blockchain efforts. So um, I think it's something that can be addressed in the future and could start emerging even with our pilots. If I allow you to dream freely for a second here, and I think an ecosystem of blockchain potentially is one of your answers here. If I allow you to dream freely, what other possibilities do you see in the future? I'd love to dream freely. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. I think that the possibilities 
are, are many. First of all, I think the possibility to scale this is really something that's not just a dream. I think it's something that is a clear necessity. We know that companies, especially in our investigations, have asked, how can we better know the materials that we're handling have been handled appropriately and have been accounted for all the way down to the source? So this is something of great value throughout supply chains. And it's not just on the retail end, it's also from those forests that risk not being able to, to sell their materials because something that happens in the supply chain beyond the source. So it's all parts of the supply chain that want to know this. So I, I think that part of the dream is to see how this can be realized at scale. I also think that it begs to, to question what other kind of value proposition, if you're connecting companies across the supply chain in a secure way, what other kinds of claim information can pass along that supply chain that would be valuable? I think that we, we talked about two, and I think those two are the big contenders for potential growth of such a platform, passing legality documentation of origin across the blockchain, but also things like ecosystem services, where the source is providing ecosystem services and you want to also pass those claims uh, across the blockchain. But, you know, I'm sure that even in our pilots, it will emerge things that are indispensable to companies. We can let emerge also things that would go beyond the materials compliance and the fact that connecting companies together with technology is something that would be of value of those to those companies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can think of a lot. Chemicals used in the production, carbon usage, social documentation for verification of workers' rights, all those kind of things. Could you even imagine that? I'm going rogue here and dreaming big. Could you imagine a world where we had other certification schemes on our platform, or would you see that each certification scheme has their own? FSC is part of the ICL Alliance, and you have quite a few certifications that could be certifying the same companies, that FSC certifies the packaging, the contents are certified by fair trade or, or others. Sure, there's potential also to look at where you can collaborate in a blockchain type of technology on bringing some of those sustainability certifications together so that those claims can be wholly realized at the right point in the supply chain. So once that material is presented and, and packaged with another type of sustainability certification, there's potential there. Very interesting. But let's go back and, and recap a bit. If I want to join the beta, what do I do? Where do I go if I want to learn more? If you want to learn more, you can go to our um, website and, and there's a page dedicated to blockchain. Again, our beta pilot program is only a select group of certified companies in high-risk supply chains. However, you'll find a, a form that you can, you can also express interest in blockchain or provide any feedback from your experience in blockchain. And we'll take that in to, to consider you know, any potential further participation. Mm -hmm. Last question before I let you go. I know that the two of us agreed that we will do a uh, catch-up again in the fall once the pilot has been concluded. What do you hope to be able to report to me then? I hope to report to you that the companies that participated in the pilot program 
found value out of being a part of an FSC blockchain, not because they're trying to investigate something that happened in the past, but because they're trying to look at, I'm trading materials now. Are the materials being accounted for across the blockchain? Can I see what is verified and what is not? I also hope to report what other kind of, of criteria or, or value proposition the, the companies have expressed in, in using our blockchain to look at really the future of rounding out this platform and looking at wider availability. What if I then get back to you in a year from now? Which I will. <laughs> <laughs> My desire is to take this forward and expand so that it can be more widely available. And I, what I would hope is that we can also break beyond just what are the considered the high-risk supply chains, because this is something that's valuable to every company, knowing your materials compliance. Have those materials been accounted for and verified across the supply chain all the way down to the source? This is something that everyone wants to know and it's valuable information. So my hope is that a year from now, you'll see an ability to scale this much more widely. Mm, and people can join freely if they want to. I would hope so, yes. That's it. I hope I managed to ask all of the questions that you might have on where we are on the blockchain, or at least most of them. As Michael said, we are releasing the blockchain this month, April 2021, in beta for the high-risk supply chains by invites only. But you can also show your interest in joining or learning more through a feedback form on fsc.org, even if you aren't part of the high-risk groups initially included. In the next episode, we will dive deep into the status of FSC Digital Audit Reporting and the rollout of that. Because as Michael pointed out in this episode, it is one of the key projects that we've been working on this last year, and it's under testing and implementation. Joanna from our Data Evaluations, Analytics and Learnings team will take us deep into where we are in that project. Until then. If you want to get in touch with us or follow our work, I strongly encourage you to join our LinkedIn group. It's called FSC Digital Innovations and it's open for everyone. You can also always get in touch with me on digitalinput at fsc.org. I'm Laura Worm and this was Forest for the Future. <laughs>